The Atlanta Braves lose an ugly game on Wednesday afternoon against the Washington Nationals, showing, showing just how slim the margin for error is for this team down the stretch. We'll talk about that game. Also give you my biggest concerns for the Atlanta Braves as the season comes to an end and going into the postseason. And then we'll set you up for this Thursday night's matchup against the Philadelphia Phillies. All that on a Thursday episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com, where I am the co-editor. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast and make sure you subscribed on YouTube as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, hit that notification bell as it does help support the show a ton. And thanks for making lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday and are free and available on all platforms on this Thursday edition of locked on Braves. We're actually going to recap the last two games. Didn't get a chance to do so with the early game on Wednesday afternoon. So I'm going to quickly go over the last two games, one a win, very close, one a close loss. So we'll discuss both of those and particularly the sloppy play from Wednesday. But then I want to go into my biggest concerns for the Atlanta Braves down the stretch. I'll give you those and then we'll set you up for Thursday night's game as the Braves head to Philadelphia to begin a four game set with the Philadelphia Phillies. But let's start with Tuesday's game. I want to go back and talk about this because the Braves won. They won three to two and they clinched a spot in the postseason. And, you know, obviously me and Grant McCauley covered this on the postcast, which you get on the podcast feed for Lockdown Braves. And you can also get on the Lockdown Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. So if you're not aware of that, make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube where you can get that postcast with me and Grant McCauley. But we covered both these past two games as well. But I wanted to go back and highlight it because. With that win, and unfortunately, the Brewers lost, the Braves clinched their their fifth straight postseason appearance. And uh, that's nothing to just brush off. And I get, you know, the Braves didn't want to celebrate it. They had an early game the next day, and they wanted to get some rest. I wish they would have gotten a little bit more rest because they were definitely sloppy on Wednesday. But I don't want that to go by the wayside, the fact that the Braves are back in the postseason again. Look, there are many fan bases that would love to have the success that this Braves team has had right now, especially over the past five years, getting to the postseason. And I understand with that, I grew up in the 90s, early 2000s, and expectations, the more you get there, the higher they get. And every year, if it's not World Series, it's a disappointment. And I understand that, and I'm glad that this fan base and this organization has that mentality, but I think sometimes we have to step back as a fan and realize when you come into a season, you come into any baseball season, all you can really ask for as a fan is that your team is competitive, that they 
give you a chance to win that they can hopefully be there in the end and make the postseason. And for me as a fan, you can't really ask for much more than that. And the Braves give you that pretty much every year. There have been a couple of four-year stretches in my lifetime where the Braves haven't made the postseason. But other than that, this Braves team is consistently going to the postseason, and I don't ever want to take that for granted because I did in the 90s, in the 2000s. I took it for granted because they were getting there so often. And I think for some of us, when we've had those four-year stretches since then, you see how special it is when you're continually getting back to the postseason. So I wanted to highlight that with that win on Tuesday, the Braves get back to the postseason. Quickly touch on that game. Charlie Morton, more of the same, um, you know, just inconsistencies. What we've seen all year. For me right now, Charlie Morton's the fourth starter on this team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the postseason rotation, but I just I don't trust Charlie Morton at this moment. You're going against the Nats offense, a game where he should have been able to just breeze through, you know, six innings, get a quality start, and he's not able to do that. It just shows me there are some inconsistencies going on with Charlie Morton. Stuff is still very good. He had 19 swings and misses and 18 called strikes against the Nationals. So dominant stuff, no doubt about that. But it's just batter to batter, inning to inning. You don't know what you're going to get command-wise from Charlie Morton, and that's a problem. Um, also wanted to mention Dansby Swanson. Had a great game on Tuesday as well. Made a highlight real play. I think he has a real good chance to win the gold glove at shortstop in the National League, which would be a huge accomplishment for him. And then he had a big home run late in that game as well, showing off those late-game heroics that he's prone to do. And he is, you know, had a career high last year of RBI. He's on pace to break that here over the last couple of weeks and become the first shortstop since 1899 to have 90-plus RBIs in a season. So, again, those negotiation talks getting more difficult by the day with Dansby Swanson. Let's move to Wednesday's game as the Braves take a 6-2 to a loss this time around. And this was an ugly game. Um just sloppy in every sense of the word, but let's start with a good part, and that's Bryce Elder. And when he's been called up here these last several weeks to make a spot start, he's been really good. Competition, not the best, but still, he has given the Braves a huge boost in the rotation, allowed them to give some guys some rest, and that is really big as we head down the stretch run here. As we're going to talk about a little bit later, you got some guys with some arm fatigue, some starting pitchers, that are in new territory, pitching deep and late into this season. So what Bryce Elder and Kyle Muller and others have been able to do is really big for this Braves team. But Bryce Elder on Wednesday, five and two-thirds, four hits, two walks, one earned, six strikeouts on 93 pitches. But it's the hit batter that really came back to hurt him, a run that came around to score. Uh, I discussed this with Grant McCauley off-air. I, I don't know what you – do there I don't even know if that's reviewable I doubt that it is but the guy's foot is behind home plate I just don't feel like that's right he's squaring around for a bunt and he puts his foot behind home plate and the pitcher hits him I mean it was low it wasn't in the strike zone or anything but that's just a really tough break I think the Braves were looking to challenge the swing a lot of people are asking why can't you challenge that I think they were looking to to, ch to challenge the swing. I don't know that they necessarily looking at the foot again. 
I don't think that's something that's necessarily reviewable. I mean, the pitch hit him. I don't know that it matters necessarily where he is, but I think that's something that Major League Baseball, somebody's got to look at. I mean, you can't have a guy sticking his foot behind home plate to square for a bunt, get hit by it, and be awarded first base. That just seems wrong to me. Um, and that was a, a pivotal point in the game because that run came around to score, and well, it was a one-run game. So unfortunate break there for Bryce Elder, but otherwise a very good start. I think he gets at least one more down the stretch here, either coming against the same Nats team next weekend or coming against the Marlins in the final series of the year and really good against the Marlins his last two times out. So I think he gets at least one more start this year. I think he's possibly a postseason candidate as well with the way that he has pitched. I've been talking about Kyle Moeller and how I think he could be a postseason candidate just because it gives you another left-handed arm out of the bullpen and somebody that can come in and give you some innings. But I think Bryce Elder has proven that, you know, he perhaps deserves a chance in that on that postseason roster as well. I've always loved Bryce Selder. I talked about him in the offseason. I think he has a, a really good chance to be a, a middle-to-back-of-the-rotation starter for a while. He has four pitches that move all over the place. I mean, all of his pitches are moving. Nothing's thrown particularly hard. But, I mean, you know, they're going in, they're going out, they're going down. I mean, he has a lot of movement on his pitches. It's really hard to square him up. And the only thing for him is can he command those pitches? And that gets away from him at times, and he has issues – with the walks, as we saw at the very beginning of the season. But I think he's a, a very good candidate to be in this Braves rotation. Not a top of the rotation guy, but a middle to back of the rotation guy, a guy that's going to be able to dominate lineups like the Marlins, like the Nationals, might struggle against teams like the Mets and those who are a little bit more patient at the plate and don't chase as much. But I really do like Bryce Elder. But I mentioned this game, just a very, very ugly game. Um, which tends to happen for the Braves sometimes in day games, probably a lot of teams on a getaway day, but two errors in the game. Um, another one by, by Matt Olson, which I'll talk about more in a second, but it's the base running in this game. You had Von Grissom get doubled off first base on a, on a blooper by Acuna that like, Victor Robles is very good. I think if you look at, you know, Centerville gold glove candidates, obviously we very biased to Michael Harris, but Victor Robles, he's shown in this series, he's a very good defensive center fielder and he made a great running catch and then got up and doubled Grissom off at first base. That was a big play because Swanson followed that with a hit. You never know how things are going to play out the same, but, you know, that potentially could have set up first and third with one out for Austin Riley. So that was a big play in the game there. Later in the game, Dansby Swanson with a 12-pitch at bat, 3-2 count. You send Von Grissom. Dansby Swanson strikes out. Grissom's thrown out at ends the inning. Again, you had Austin Riley, who I know is struggling, but coming up with a runner on base. So that's another costly mistake there. And then the big one later in the game, Michael Harris gives a hit up the middle. Austin Riley freezes, as he probably should have, to make sure the ball gets through. And then William Contreras coming around second base. Look, a lot of the blame put on William Contreras there, and rightfully so, but Ron Washington is giving the windmill for the majority of the time. And I'm watching that play, and I look at William Contreras, and he looks up, and he sees Ron Washington giving that windmill, and then he turns it on, making sure that he gets to third base. And by the time he looks up again, it's just too late. So – Again, I think there's blame all around there. I think 
a good portion of that blame goes on Ron Washington. Once Riley held up, I think he got to hold Riley at third base. And look, I get what Ron Washington's doing. He wants Riley running hard like he's going to score until Washington knows exactly what's going on with that ball in center field. But I think once Riley hesitated, you got to hold him up. And then unfortunate after that, because Rosario lined right to the shortstop who was playing on the second base bag side of the bag and a shift, something we won't see next year. So a little bit of bad luck there, some bad race base running for sure. Some mistakes, bad break with the hit by pitch, just not a lot going the Braves way. They had 10 hits in the game, but no extra base hits. And we've talked about this all year. This Braves team, when they're not getting extra base hits, they're not built to go station to station and manufacture runs. And you saw that become a problem on Wednesday. And then speaking of problems, Joey Manessis for the Nationals has become a problem. Came up with the Braves, signed in 2011 by Atlanta. A bit of a journeyman at 30 years old, played overseas, has come back, and he is having quite the end to the season for the Washington Nationals. He had seven hits in this series and four walks, including including two intentional walks. You know, the Braves intentionally walked him twice, not going to let him beat them. And then ultimately, he still does with a two-run homer late in the game on Wednesday. So Joey Manessis, quite the problem there for the Braves in that series. So speaking of problems, next, I want to talk about the biggest concerns for the Atlanta Braves down the stretch. Matt Olson, starting pitchers getting tired. Young guys, how they perform down the stretch. We'll discuss that next. Feeling like you can't get in shape, it's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. You want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of scientific and science and research. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Now you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text MLB to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text MLB to 231231. That's MLB to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. The biggest concerns for the Atlanta Braves down the stretch. Look, there's a lot of good things about this team. It's why they're in the position they're in. It's why they've already clinched a postseason spot. This team is very good, very capable of winning a World Series. I don't want that to get lost in all of this, but as fans typically want to do, we focus a lot on the concerns for this team. And I want to talk about some of those concerns right now because these are things I think can be corrected, um, can be changed around, can become positives. And in fact, if the Braves are going to win a World Series, some of these things do need to turn around. And the biggest one right now, it's without a doubt, Matt Olson. And 
I hate talking about Matt Olson because every time I do, people want to talk about how bad a trade it was, how they want Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's gone. Get over it. I, I don't know what else to say to you at this point. Matt Olson is the Braves' first baseman, and he's been what the Braves traded for for most of this year. I wrote about that the other day on Tomahawk Take. He's been exactly the guy the Braves traded for. Nothing has changed in his batted ball profile. Uh, the only thing that has changed is the strikeout rate's up just a bit and the walk rate is down a little bit. But other than that, the batted ball profile has been exactly what we would expect. And again, the numbers for the majority of the year have been right there. You know, 250, 260 hitter, you know, close to 90 extra base hits, which is just crazy. But there's no doubt he is in a terrible slump right now in September, uh, slashing 108, 205, 169. Defense as well has been suspect really all year long. That's been the more surprising thing for me. I think the offense has been fine. It's been, again, what the Braves traded for. It's the errors. It's the the defensive uh, lapses at times for Matt Olson to me that have really kind of stood out. Again, 10 errors already. That's already a career high. His previous high was eight in 2019 so again that's something that can be corrected i think will be corrected um but it certainly has stood out but the offense for sure needs to turn around and i touched on this the other day i believe it was on the postcast but you can just see matt olson pressing right now um came up in a big spot the other day and you know, got ahead 2-0 and then just swung at three pitches that really weren't even close. You know, it was the quintessential point of a player trying to do too much that who knows he's slumping and he's trying to break out of that slump with one big swing to help his team. And he wants to help his team. He wants to do good. He wants to, to prove to this fan base that, you know, he can be that stud first baseman and be that all-star level player but he just needs to get back to being himself and, and being the hitter that he, he was for the first five months of this season, really. And he's just, he's pressing right now. And you can see that. And that's, you know, understandable uh, for a player that wants to be good, you know, that wants to show his hometown team, you know, how good he can be. And, and it's really leading to a struggle. I'm going to talk about this more in a second as well. I think the guy needs a break. Um, and there's been a lot of off days and you've heard Snicker talk about it, you know, I have trust in these guys that you just put them out there and they're going to break through. I mean, the guy just needs a mental break, I think, more than anything. But Braves need Matt Olson to turn things around. I don't need him to hit 300. I need him to hit 250. I need him to put the balls in play. I need him to take his walks. Uh, and I need him to get those extra base hits that I mentioned. No extra base hits on Wednesday's game. You know, this team lives off the extra base hit. And Matt Olson and Austin Riley are a big part of that. And Austin Riley's my next biggest concern. It's not as much of a concern as Matt Olson. You know, he's slashing 191, 273 in September. You know, certainly not where he'd want his numbers to be, but he is slugging 426. And, you know, that's not 500 where you would want Austin Riley to be, but he still has five home runs this month when he's connecting with the baseball. He's hitting it hard, but you need Riley to get going. You need Dansby Swanson to get going. And, you know, his numbers have really slacked off the last two months he slashed 254 302 373 in august he's slashing 233 278 411 in september so you're talking about three guys at the top of your order and acuna has been you know hit or miss so you're talking about your top four hitters for the braves who just really haven't been themselves for you know a month month plus now um that is unusual 
Um, and that needs to turn around. If the Braves are going to do anything in the postseason, they're going to need that to turn around. Also great to know the Braves are still winning games and their top four hitters aren't really producing consistently. So I think that tells you how good the depth of this lineup is. That brings me to another one of my concerns, and it's the the tiredness. <laughs> Maybe a better word there, but uh, these players getting tired. Look, they're coming off a long postseason run for the majority of these guys. They got off to a sluggish start, and they've had to play you know, postseason baseball ever since June. I mean, it's been must-win every day for these guys since June. They're in a, a tight battle in the NL East. You got guys like Swanson, Riley, Olsen, who are out there every day, I worry about these guys getting tired down the stretch, getting fatigued, again, maybe mentally, even more than physically, and I worry about how that's going to affect them down the stretch and into the postseason. So, look, you, you got to put these guys out there. It gives you a best chance to win every day, but you also worry about them getting a little fatigued down the stretch and with, with everything that's gone on in the season and needing to win every game and the pressure on these players to win every game to win this division, I worry how that affects them down the stretch, particularly those four guys at the top of the order, and particularly you know Swanson, Riley, and Olsen, who have been out there, again, pretty much every day. Worry about Acuna's health. Obviously, you know the Braves need him in right field. They need him out there defensively. It's just a completely different team defensively when he's there. You even saw in the game on Wednesday, you know, a sack fly ball hit to right field. Bakunia's out there. He maybe gets him. It was a close play with Grossman who did everything that he could. Bakunia's out there. They may not even tag up. They might not even test his arm there. So you need Acuna out there. He just makes so much difference when he's there. You need Acuna healthy. You need him being that MVP type player at the top of the order, which we've started kind of to see signs of over the past week. But that's one of my concerns as well. And then arm fatigue, especially for the young guys, Strider and Wright. Again, Braves need to win every game. So you need these guys pitching. But at the same time, we need them fresh for the postseason. They are in uncharted territories in terms of innings pitched and stressful innings that have been pitched. You need these guys fresh for the postseason. I'm worried that they're starting to tire out a little bit. You, you see they're skipping Strider and his start now as he's dealing with a little bit of oblique issue. I don't put much concern in that. I think that's more, again, just to kind of pick your spots to save some innings. You felt like you, Elder could give you a good start against the Nationals and give you a chance to win, and he did. So you felt like that was an opportunity to, to skip Spencer Strider there. We've seen them do that with Kyle Wright. So that's another one of my concerns is just arm fatigue, fatigue overall for these young guys who haven't played this much, haven't played this long in a season. So those are some of my big concerns. Braves have leaned heavy on the young guys this year. How is that going to affect them as we get in deeper into the season? And then I kind of already mentioned this, not necessarily a concern, but just a reality. And I talked about it for Wednesday's game. There's no margin of error for this team down the stretch if they're going to win this division. They have to play clean baseball every day. And you look at the schedule the rest of the way, I mean, realistically, they can maybe lose three games. I mean, you want to win the NL East, you got maybe three losses. You got maybe three games left that you can lose. You know, you can maybe lose one this weekend against the Phillies. You can maybe lose one of those six games between the, the Nats and the Marlins. And you can maybe lose one of those games against the Mets. And I say maybe. I really think the Braves are going to have to just sweep the Mets unless they go into that series 
even or up a game. So there's just no room for error for this team. How does that how does that play into the mind of the Braves? I think it could either be good or really bad. I think it could be good in the fact that, again, they've been playing postseason baseball for so long. They're ready for that going into the postseason. I think it could also be a detriment to, again, just that wearing down of we've been battling for so long, for so hard at some point, you know, does that does that catch up to them? So we'll see what kind of effect that does have on them. But those are my biggest concerns for this team down the stretch. Need those guys at the top of the order to get going. Need to give some guys some rest where you can and hopefully, you know, not get too fatigued and make sure that you're ready for the postseason. Like, I want to win the division, but not at the expense of having these guys just completely worn out in the postseason. So it's kind of a, a tough balance there from Brian Snicker and this team. So let me know your biggest concerns down in the comments. Do you agree with some of mine or there's some others that I missed here? Uh, again, I feel good overall about the starting pitching. I feel good about where the bullpen is, and I feel good for the offense for the most part, but need those guys at the top to get going. All right, next, we'll set you up for Thursday night's game against the Philadelphia Phillies, where Max Fried will be on the mound. It's winding down. The nights are getting longer. But the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and it's especially true in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique service online that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready when the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package arrives, Package arrives. Go to bluechew.com and use the promo code locked on to get a free month's supply and just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on for your first month for free. The Atlanta Braves head back out on the road for a four game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies fighting for a wild card spot, and they've had a rough go of it. Lately, they did pick up a close win on Thursday with Zach Wheeler making his return, so the Braves will avoid him in this series, which is uh, a good thing, a plus for the Braves. But the Phillies are battling, like I said, to reach the postseason, trying to break their postseason drought of 10 years. So it's a big game for them. They're at home. I'm sure their crowd, their fans there will be um, ready to go and lively for this weekend series. So it'll be a tough test for the Braves on the road, but they'll have their ace on the mound Thursday night and Max Freed, so always a good opportunity to pick up a win and get a series off on a good note, and Ranger Suarez be going for the Phillies, a guy the Braves are very familiar with. We have seen Ranger Suarez many times now, so Braves hitters should know what they're going to be getting. I think overall in this game, obviously looking for Max Freed, who I think is in that NL Cy Young discussion. I think Sandy has it pretty much locked up at this point, but I'd love to see Max Freed finish in that top three so I want to see him have a strong finish down the stretch here and then that offense again talked about it for first four guys in the lineup particularly 
need to see them go. I need to see them have some big moments, some good swings, some some good at bats. I mean, we've seen just some bad at bats, particularly from Riley and Olsen this month. Need to see those guys have some some good at bats, some good swings, and see this offense get going. I mean, it's really since that West Coast trip just has not been clicking on all cylinders for the most part. So I thought that national series was a chance for them to get going, and they really didn't. So maybe in a ballpark uh, in Citizens Bank that's pretty uh, conducive for long balls. Hopefully this offense can get going. Braves can get this series off on a good note. Like I said, margin for error is very slim. You got to win pretty much every day. You can maybe have three more losses the rest of the way. You don't want one of those to be on a game where you have your ace on the mound. So get a good start from Max Freed. See this offense get going, have some success at the top of the order, see some balls go out of the ballpark, no extra base hits on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen two games in a row. But that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make Lockdown MLB your second listen, where host Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 